maybe it was from like running away from someone barefoot looking like an absolute weirdo but anyway it was like Christmas had come early to her because they had been doing muck spreading and the whole road was covered in muck my life has never flashed before my eyes so many times I don't know if it's because and welcome back to my podcast Esme's Country Life. Before we begin I just want to say a huge thank you to the sponsor of the podcast Redpost. Redpost is an equestrian and country store based in the UK but they also ship all over the world. Um, Last episode I talked a little bit about the Redpost app but I forgot to tell you that actually with the Redpost app if you haven't downloaded it yet go and download it because once you've downloaded it, your first purchase on the app, you get 5% off. So if you're looking for a new helmet, if you're looking for that new pair of boots, be sure to go and buy it on the Redpost app. But anyway, um, yeah, let's get straight into today's episode. Um, So I have, I've done quite a bit actually this week. I feel like it's that time of year where it's kind of like mid-October and everyone's kind of getting prepared, getting excited for Halloween. And I think actually, I'll tell you what, I've had a little idea. I feel like next week I should do like a horse horror story kind of episode for Halloween. I feel like that could be really fun. I could tell you some of the hairier or scarier (laughs) moments in my sort of equestrian career. But anyway, going back to what we're talking about today. So um, recently I actually filmed a video with Mickey dressing him up for Halloween, which when me and my dad came up with this kind of idea together, we were wetting ourselves. We were cry laughing, thinking, oh my goodness, Mickey is going to look ridiculous. So anyway, um, some of you might have known that I filmed a video on my channel of me dressing up Mickey as a Barbie pony to celebrate the Barbie movie and all that kind of stuff. And that video did way better than I was expecting. It's way over a million views now. So thank you everybody for all the love and support on that video. You seem to really enjoy it, seeing Mickey with his sort of pink mane and all that kind of stuff. So we thought, well, who should, we definitely need to do another dress up video for Halloween, but who am I going to dress up as? And actually in the Barbie video, quite a lot of you very kindly um, said that I look like Margot Robbie, which I feel like is the biggest compliment ever. I personally don't see it at all. So I thought, is there some sort of spooky kind of Halloween kind of gritty film that she's in that I could dress up as her again? Oh yes, we have. Um, I'm not going to say the name because I don't know if the podcast will get demonetized if I say it, but um, basically I'm going to go as Harley Quinn and Mickey is going to go as the Joker. And we just thought it's got to, it's got out of all the horses, it's got to be Mickey as the Joker. Like he, yeah. So anyway, that video, hopefully, if you're watching the podcast the weekend that this comes out, it will be hopefully up next Friday. So that is very exciting. Um, yeah, this week's video is also a wild one. I feel like this time of year is when I just like, I've, stored up all the videos over the year all the like good content I filmed over the summer and then autumn winter when everyone's indoors a little bit more watching like tv and stuff like that a bit more I'm like bam time for all the good content so don't worry lots of cool videos coming soon but yeah I did a 24 hours in a horse box video and that one was pretty wild there was you'll just have to watch it to know what I mean but that one like that was on a whole different level (laughs) um so anyway yeah dressing Mickey up for Halloween so I got the pony paint as normal the non-toxic 
water chalk washout easy sensitive baby skin kind of stuff that I've used on Mickey multiple times before like Mickey does have sensitive skin but he's never had a reaction obviously the first time I used it did a little patch test and all that kind of stuff and it washes out really well um but anyway so Mickey um ended up being the Joker and I had to be quite careful because obviously the Joker has um the big kind of red kind of mouth slash smile where I don't know his mouth's been slashed or something like that so anyway um I, what I had to do was I kind of like I did, obviously didn't put the red pony paint on his mouth because I didn't want him to like and I know it's non-toxic and all that kind of stuff and it's probably not good for him to eat it and he is known as Licky Mickey so what I did was I kind of put it like as a red moustache and you know what it didn't end up looking too awful again I put like black around his eyes and I didn't like put the black that close to his eyes again because again washing it out I didn't want it to get in his eyes or anything like that so it was very much like we have like a saying on the channel where we're always like horse first um but also I did a green mane on him and um when I was washing it out I was in a bit of a rush I was like okay it's fine I'll wash him tomorrow and my friend Lydia came up to help us do some filming the next day and she was like Esme am I going mad are my eyes not working but is Mickey slightly green and I feel like normally if you saw a horse that was slightly green you would think oh they've just been you know rolling in the field in the grass now Mickey and Dukesfield if you've seen it a lot on the channel you'll know that um their paddock is it's barren it's just like a mud dust bowl which is the way it should be and the way world horse welfare like this is really good for duke there should be like barely any grass because both boys are very prone to getting laminitis which is basically um i'm not a vet so i can't tell you like exactly everything about it but basically it's when horses have too much sugar on the proteins in the grass and um, it can cause a lot of different issues especially like with their hooves and them going lame and that kind of stuff um but anyway so yeah going back to that so I was like no I, I Mickey was the joker yesterday <laughs> so that is why he's still got a tiny little little green tint to him so don't worry it's all been washed off now like um I washed it the first time and then I just gave him a second shampoo and now it's all out so anyway that was quite funny and also I I proper like dressed up when I was Harley Quinn and um did like all the makeup everything I ended up finding like I was like I don't really want to order too much stuff for this so I managed to actually like make the t-shirt myself and do a lot of stuff myself and um I managed to find because our village um our family like we've always like I feel like in the UK we don't have much of a Halloween culture like that is all America like you guys in the US you do when you do Halloween you do it right like you go to the to the nines is that the saying <laughs> you guys go out there but in the UK everyone's like a little bit more half-hearted about it so it's just a little bit more like everyone like you don't like Halloween like there are a few kids that go trick-or-treating and that's kind of it like people don't really like I feel like in, like I've seen um videos online and people will literally like if Halloween's on like a school day in like their high school they will like dress up and stuff like that you could you would not have that in the UK I tell you that but anyway um our village was always very like big into Halloween I don't know why just came about so um I think I talked about it in like a previous podcast that we'd always have like have a, like a Halloween party and go trick-or-treating in the village and then go down to the pub and that kind of thing so I managed to find an old like Halloween box in the attic I found this Halloween makeup it was like white kind of 
face paint and it was so crusty I think it must have been over 10 years old and when I put I was like oh, I should have I should have ordered some new one like normally with makeup they say things like that especially as you have to kind of like damp it with a wet sponge as well I'd say like over a year like that that's that's nasty like you probably need to like throw that out like that is contaminated or probably has some sort of mold or something growing on it anyway I used it on my face and luckily I didn't break out in spots or anything or a rash or anything like that so I was all right I'm I am actually I do have quite sensitive skin but for some reason I was all right with that so obviously it wasn't as disgusting and crusty as I thought um but anyway so I used that on my face she's I I can't lie for someone who doesn't dress up very often like I did say in the video like if you're looking for someone who is a professional cosplayer or a professional like dresser-upper this is not the video for you this is a, this is like a gal and her horse having some fun coming up to Halloween so anyway um yeah I can't lie I think I did a good job um I was worried about it not wash not washing out my hair so I did use stunt hair in the end but I don't want to spoil the video too much but that's like a little sum up of um what I've been up to this week I feel like there are some weeks where my job's quite normal like I'm just sitting at a desk editing things answering emails you know the boring admin running a business kind of stuff and then there are some weeks where for like the horse box video I'm behind a green screen with a horse mask on wearing like a going out out sparkly outfit dancing so um yeah my my job is very varied and I do feel bad for my parents sometimes because when people ask oh what's your daughter Esme doing nowadays and they have to try and explain that I, I, I dress up as characters with my horse sometimes sometimes I'm like dancing behind a green screen with a horse head on like that that's I think yeah it's I, I don't have a normal job that is for sure I don't have a normal life but um anyway so yeah luckily I was thinking God, if like the postman comes or something like that I mean we've already like the postman's already like had some shock seeing me before if you listen to that episode when I was having a massage and a sports like treatment um but yeah like I think my postman does understand like I did my postman does know that I do YouTube and social media and everything is my job because when I started getting fan mail coming to the house um through my PO box my parents did have to explain why I was getting so many letters with drawings of horses and stickers on each day um so yeah uh what what else have I been up to lately let's have a little look at my list on my phone I feel like I'd get up to so much that like sometimes you just forget what you've gotten up to like I feel like my short-term memory is so bad like people be like oh what did you get up to this weekend and I'll literally have to check my calendar to see what I've done um what else oh talking about Halloween I feel like this has been a very Halloween-y kind of like episode actually um I actually went on a ghost walk the other day with some friends which is a little bit different um I feel like most of the time with things like ghost stories I feel like I do like enjoy I like I love spooky stuff like that but also part of me like always is a little bit on the cynical side and I'm like I'm, I'm just like oh there's probably like a reasonable explanation for all of these different things so um we went for a ghost walk around like a little seaside town near us and the best way to d describe it, it was a bit like the london dungeons but it was just like one guy doing it and there's a big group of us and we're like, oh this would be like a fun thing to do on like a weekday evening and um i am such a jumpy person like i will scream at anything i'm the worst person to take around like a haunted house 
house because you'll probably have like some ear problems afterwards with how loud I scream um but anyway we're doing the ghost walk and obviously it's just like you know it's not like around a haunted house or anything it's just around this like old seaside town and there are a lot of stories about like smuggling and that kind of thing which is quite interesting um but anyway he was telling this like really like he was telling this like spooky story and the funniest thing was is there was this tesco's van that was behind us and the tesco's delivery driver just suddenly like shut the back of the van like and like there was like a loud bang and I screamed so loudly and it was so embarrassing in front of all my friends and the guy as well. And um, yeah, so that was interesting. And also we, so there was like, obviously like in the UK compared to other countries, especially compared to like America, we have a lot of very, very old buildings. Like some of the old buildings that he was like showing us and things as we walked around the town, like one of them looked like it was honestly going to fall down. There was one of them, which was really interesting, which was called like Smuggler's Cottage. And apparently... Um, there was like this like I'm just telling some of the, the stories because I love this like history stuff I find it really fascinating apparently there's like a little like a tiny 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 weeny little window which you you'd normally think like well, that is a bit pointless why would you have a window that small and apparently that side faces the sea and they would light a candle if it was safe for the people to bring in the smuggling goods and um, they would put the candle out if maybe the authorities were in the area or that kind of thing and it wasn't safe to smuggle the goods into the town or into the port kind of thing so that was quite cool and and also that that house had such a high chimney for such a small cottage and apparently they would like put some of the goods up the chimney which is quite interesting and apparently there's like a trap door in that cottage as well that would go to like other safe houses around so th- if the authorities did come then people could hide and stuff like that so I th- I'd love for like that kind of like history stuff I find that really fascinating there are a few like other stories which I won't say because I'd don't know how like ghost stories some people get freaked out by them or that kind of thing and some of them were a little bit more on the gruesome side and this this is a fam- this is a family friendly podcast you know most of the time like I'm, I'm not gonna go into any like nitty-gritty details but there was one where there was a ghost horse as well and that does make me th- make me think like are there actually ghost animals because you always hear ghost stories about actual people but you never hear them like about animals one of them actually yeah that you told us was that there was a there was a ghost horse and apparently they they were moving some of the smuggler, smuggled goods from the seaside town up to London or up to a big city or something like that. And apparently they went across the marshes and they were never seen again. There was this fog that came in and they were, he was like, yeah, if you ever have fog that comes towards you, don't go in it because you could get lost forever. So that was one of the, one of the, one of the other stories. Um, there were other stories, like there was one where um, apparently like somebody died in a house and you could still hear like the scratches in the house sometimes and things like that, which my cynical brain would be like, there's probably rats. Like I had rats in my loft roof once when I used to sleep in my loft when that used to be my bedroom. And to be fair, it does make quite a horrible like scratching out noise. Like it can be quite, quite creepy, especially if it wakes you up in the night, you just wake up to this scratching sound but he was saying oh it's the ghost trying to escape and things like that but um I don't know I'm trying to think like I feel like um everyone always has like one or I don't know I feel like if somebody asked me do I have any ghost stories I only kind of have one but I also have a rational explanation behind this as well so there was one night I was driving back home from my friend's house and it was late at night and it's my normal it was this they lived in the same town that I went to college so this was my normal kind of commute I know the area really well and I was just like driving along it was pitch black at night it was probably about midnight kind of when I was driving home um 
And anyway, so, which was a very late night for me, I've got to say, I'm not, I don't normally stay out late. And I was um, starting to enter one of the villages. And obviously, like, you know, you slow down when you go into the villages, like the speed limit changes and that kind of thing. I wasn't on a country lane anymore. Um, so I was slowing down and I saw this guy run like in front of my car or like into the road and obviously like I'm a safe driver I was going the speed limit so obviously I, I, it wasn't like a oh my gosh I need to hit on the brakes emergency stop but I started like slowing down being like why is this guy just like he was like running across the road not like running like he didn't just like stand in the middle of the road like hey um and it was so weird because he was I don't really I'm really bad with like being like 100 yards or that kind of thing but he was he was he wasn't like really far away but he was yeah he was far away enough that I didn't need to slam on my, my brakes but I did like start slowing down and then as I went by he just wasn't there like, I don't know if maybe there's a footpath up there and he just like ran up to the footpath, but it looks like it's just normally hedge there. So part of me is like, that could have been a ghost because I feel like I feel like he just disappeared. I don't know where he went. Like, But then also part of me, it could have been a guy. And part of me also, my friend who's a nurse was saying, apparently this is quite common. If you're tired and you're like driving or you're doing something and you need to keep yourself awake, often you like can see people. She said that happened to her once when she was really tired driving on like a motorway and she thought like she saw a person in front of her car and that like just like woke her up or woke her brain up. So it's weird like... I don't know. I, I promise I wasn't like on anything or anything like that. Like it sounds like such a weird story. So I th- I probably think it was just a guy crossing the road and probably like went up a footpath somewhere up there or something. But the thing that makes it really creepy is that I remember when I was a kid, because um, obviously where I went to college was also where I went to school. And I remember there was a car accident literally at that corner or at that like similar place. So I'm thinking if it was a ghost, it could have been that it was the ghost of somebody maybe that was in that car accident or it could have been that there was just a ghost there that appears sometimes and that was why the people had the car crash you never know but um I don't want to talk about insensitive stuff like that like obviously it was whatever was going on there um you never wish anyone to end up in a car accident or anything like that but anyway moving swiftly on that is my ghost story of of the night i feel like this has turned into way more of like a halloween episode than i was expecting so there we go let's move on to something a little bit less less halloweeny um what else have i been up to oh i've been to horse of the year show i feel like horse of the year show is always like it rolls around it's coming to like october it's coming to halloween so it's still kind of seasonal i guess although hoys don't really do i don't think they really do anything with like pumpkins or stuff like that but um anyway i had a i had a great time i uh, we i woke up at very early o'clock in the morning i think it was about 4 30 4 4 a.m that i was picked up three was it three Oh, I'm so disorientated in my brain of basically I'm I'm so used to like I don't know. Does anybody else have it when they have to wake up really early in the morning that their body just like keeps randomly waking themselves up in the middle of the night because you're like, oh, I need to get up and get ready for this thing. Oh, no, no, it's not the morning yet. And I was talking to my hairdresser about this and she was saying how um, she had that once. She had like her body just woke her up because she needed to be early up the next day and she like took a shower, like just automatically like getting ready for the day. And um, she looked at her clock and it was like 1am and she didn't realise she thought it was just in the morning. So I haven't done that before. I've always checked my clock if I've woken up like in the morning but sometimes my body will just wake me up like five minutes before my alarm and it will be like a 3am 4am start and it's like the weirdest thing so um anyway that was an early start but sometimes I do find it easier waking up at like three in the morning than waking up at like six in the morning I don't know I think it's because I often have something on and like my brain's in like 
adrenaline rush let's go I need to be prepared for this thing that I'm doing or I need to get there in time and I can't be late um but yeah so I've you know slept in the car all the way um that's my obviously I wasn't driving um (laughs) just to put that out there um but anyway so my normal kind of very glamorous way of getting ready for a horse show is waking up I always wake up five minutes before we get to the service station as well, going to a service station, either having a Starbucks or a Costa for my breakfast, and then getting changed either in service station toilets or this time it was in the back of the car. Um, Trying to put tights on in the back of the car is a bit of a struggle, but I feel like I've kind of got a bit of a knack to it now. Um, And then, yeah, arrived at Hoy's at like half eight. Had I always feel, I felt really bad because basically they have um, lots of different entrances and the entrance that's like the press entrance before 9am, they use it for the general public to get through. And I was like, I I felt really bad because we kind of had to go to the front of the line being like, look, this, this girl needs to like get in and do some filming and like she works here kind of thing like it's all right if we skip the queue which I feel bad because I always like because I I've I've always feel like it's people who feel better than other people that skip queues but I really did need to like be there in time if not I was going to miss my meet and greet my meet and greet started at nine so um I felt really bad having to like go in front of people in the queue but anyway got there in time had about 15 minutes to take photos with some of the sponsors at their stands there that were like selling stuff at the show in the shopping area and then ran to my meet and greet got there in time and then did an hour's meet and greet had an hour's break did another hour's meet and greet then had some lunch and um, watched a little bit of the show and then had like a two-hour meet and greet to finish off the day so I feel like this this year was the first year at Hoy's where they've just been like nah you are not girl you are not allowed in the shopping area you are banned like security are not gonna let that pass so um I, I, it was alright because I just watched the show really so um, so that that felt a little I mean um, there are some shows where I don't I'm not allowed in the shopping areas anyway but yeah so it was it was very busy it was my first time I think being at Hoy's on a Saturday as well but um, my favourite thing at Hoy's is the mounted games I don't know what it is every time I watch the mounted games I get a little bit emotional like I feel like I'm about to cry I don't know why like obviously I didn't cry because that would be a bit weird like why is this girl just randomly crying but I think it's because I used to do mounted games and it was like one of my favorite disciplines and I used to do it on Mickey and I know what it's like to have that friendship and being in a team together and cheering each other on it's just it was some of like I don't know my highlights of my equestrian kind of pony club days like I just found it so much fun and like how incredible it must feel for those kids to have got to Hoys and be there with their pony and be there with their friends as well and all working together and the adrenaline rush of trying to like do a pony club proud and I don't know all that kind of stuff as well like I don't know it just gets to me like watching any of the classes like show jumping the heavy horses that could yeah no emotions well obviously I do have emotions but you know what I mean like I don't get emotional but it's just the amount of games every year as well for the last like two three years that I've been toys I just it happens every time I just feel like oh my gosh I've got like all these emotions going over me um but yeah it was really lovely seeing I've at Hoy's every year they always have like a college that do um of all the like kind of equine girls and and boys as well that do like basically like the arena parties like put the fences up and that kind of thing and um anyway there was a big group of girls that came over and said hello to me which was really lovely and we took a big group photo as well so that was really nice um but yeah that was really my time at Hoy's oh wait wait it's not a it's not an Esme's country life podcast 
without one embarrassing story. Oh, my dad, I can just see him laughing in the background, proper chuckling, he knows what's coming. Um, so anyway, at the end of Hoys, I was I was done. I'd, I'd done like four or five hours of talking to people all day. And as an introvert, like, don't get me wrong, I love chatting to people. Like, I literally do a podcast where I talk for like 45 minutes nonstop. But it also exhausts me and I do find it quite tiring. So um, I'd been walking around in like tights and a skirt and a jacket and a shirt and heels all day and the first thing I did when I got into the car was like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna change like in the back of the car don't worry didn't flash anybody this time all good um so I changed into like my leggings and like a sweatshirt and also because I've been walking all day and been on my feet I was like I'm letting the dogs out I'm letting my toes out so I was completely barefoot (laughs) no socks no shoes nothing and just as we were about to leave, my dad was like, I've got a long drive back. Do you mind if we go through the Starbucks drive through and get a drink? I was like, yeah, sure. So we had like a bit of rubbish in the car from our breakfast this morning. Um, and on the, obviously I was in the passenger seat. So he was like, do you mind if you just like put that stuff in the bin? So anyway, opened up the car door. There was the bin on the side of the road, jumped out barefoot like I was exhausted you know when you just get to the stage where like I'm done I'm tired I don't care I'm not even gonna put my shoes on (laughs) ran out put like this stuff in the bin and then just as I was running back to the car barefoot like no bra as well just in like a sweatshirt (laughs) I heard um this family or like this child or somebody shout oh my gosh, is that This Is Me? <laughs> Just as I was like getting in the car and closing the door. <laughs> and normally I'm very much like, I, I, a lot of the time, I, I think, I can't remember what I did. I think I like from inside the car waved and like my dad was already like driving off. But a lot of the time, I do, if I do hear you, I will turn around and be like, oh yeah, do you want to get a photo? That kind of thing. But I'd had like five hours of meeting people all day and I was just like, I'm barefoot like no bra nothing like this is this is not the time I'm ready to sleep um so anyway um they were quite far away so it wasn't like and also I was like I can't just go and walk over to them barefoot I'm gonna look like an absolute weirdo um and to be fair I had done like a whole day of meet and greets and that kind of thing so if they were like proper diehard fans I probably would have already seen them that day but anyway so I waved from the window and they waved back but it was just so embarrassing like I was like Oh, now I understand why like um like celebrities and things like get like awful photos like imagine like I'm obviously nowhere at all that level of fame or anything like that I would never want that level of fame either to have like the paparazzi following you but you can imagine like you just think oh I'm just gonna put my bins out and then someone gets you um but anyway that is my embarrassing story of um of hoys so <laughs> there we go um what else what else have oh yeah and then we went through the drive then we went through the starbucks drive through and i was so happy because i um i don't know if i talked about this recently on podcast or not but i've kind of given up coffee i have probably like i kind of stopped in january and i've probably had about four or five coffees in the whole year so far which for someone who used to have two coffees a day I'd say that's pretty good I'm definitely more of like a tea drinker now which I know still has caffeine but I only have like one tea a day and if you want to know how I like my cup of tea I like it this is such a British conversation I'm so sorry I like to have it kind of like not too milky so it's white because if you like it like that you are a weirdo um but also I like it so it's not too like watery either like a good like biscuit color I'd say 
with one teaspoon of sugar. I used to be a no sugar person, but I've fallen I've fallen victim. I'm now a one sugar person, but there are some people that have like three sugars and I'm like, how how on earth? Like that must be so sweet. But I guess my mum, when I started drinking tea, was very much like, no, you don't need any sugar. Like you're sweet enough, that kind of thing. Like it's not very good for your teeth and that kind of thing. But no, I do, I do. I think it was after I started having bubble tea. But like bubble tea is just that bit sweeter. And I'm like, just it just tastes a lot better with just one one spoon of sugar so there we go that is how I like my cup of tea but anyway when we got to Starbucks my my go-to drink if you're wondering at the moment is a cool lime refresher like in the summer that is so good or I know it does still have caffeine in but I do but it's a lot less than coffee I do really like a oh my gosh what's it called can you remember what my Starbucks thing is called chai latte that's it i love an iced chai latte like i'm an iced drink person i think i just get frustrated with hot drinks because you get it and you really want to drink it but you have to wait like a good five ten minutes for it to cool down and i do not have time for that because what will happen is i'll forget about it and then i'll come back to it and then it'll be cold and i might as well have just had an iced drink like even in the winter i just feel like especially like i just find them more refreshing as well if you really like you're really thirsty and i'm quite i don't know i'm one of those people that i'm just i just drink a lot of water i drink a lot of liquid so and i get quite thirsty quite often so anyway um, a cool lime refresher is my go-to and the guy at he the guy at Starbucks felt like he was teasing me because he was like oh I don't know if that's on the menu anymore and he was like oh yeah it is oh wait no it's not and then he was like it was it was on the menu at the time so I was like you know what I'm gonna go all out have a big one and yeah that was and actually I was quite chatty I don't know why I was quite chatty on my drive home normally I fall asleep and my dad is like you are the worst company ever like you just fall asleep I'm driving here on my own and then it got to the stage where I was just like chatting away to him I don't know why I think maybe I still had that post meetup chatty kind of adrenaline rush like just chatting me maybe it was from like running away from someone barefoot looking like an absolute weirdo but anyway um I was very awake and we were chatting and we got to the stage my dad was like that is me I know I've been chatting for a while but I really want to listen to my podcast like do you want to do you want to have a nap so I went to sleep in the end but that was quite funny um so yeah that was my experience at Hoy's um what other funny things have happened recently oh um, I went for a hack the other day I was on Joey my dad took Ruby my boyfriend's dog because my boyfriend was at work so we were looking after him looking after her sorry that day um and because I think we have like Ruby like once or twice a week now which is quite like which I love it's like having a dog but you can just give the dog back at the end of the day (laughs) do you know what I mean um but anyway so um a little bit less responsibility so you took Ruby on a hack and Ruby as a Labrador this is probably quite gross, but she likes eating anything. And one of the things that she loves eating is poo. She gets so excited by it. She does know now not to eat it. Like when she sees poo when we're on a walk, we go leave it and she does leave it now. She knows she gets a treat rather than having to eat the poo. Um, so she's always on, she's always looking out for poo. And anyway, we, we took, we took her for a walk. The second half of the walk. So the first half was on the bridal path. The second half was on the road. And when we're on the road, oh my goodness, it was like Christmas had come early to her because they had been doing muck spreading and the whole road was covered in muck. And oh my gosh, she was sniffing. She was so excited. It was like the best thing ever. So that's a little funny thing that happened on our walk the other day. So the last thing I thought I would chat to you guys in this episode is how Joey and I's jumping has been going. So uh, we've done a few like arena hires and lessons and that kind of thing. And I thought, you know what? I will join my friend. She's having a jumping lesson at her yard. So I'll join her. I'll 
take Joey along in the horse box, you know, see see what he's like, it'll be fun, might be interesting having a lesson with someone new. Oh my goodness, my life has never flashed before my eyes so many times. I don't know if it's because he was in a bigger arena than usual, because normally when I have my jumping lessons with Felicity, like we're in a little indoor, like this was like a big outdoor arena, big open windy day as well. I don't know if it's because it was with my friend's horse as well, so, and she's a mare, and maybe he was like showing off a little bit, like, look what I can do, or I think the actual result is he was just so excited. I mean, I as if you've been like listening to his update since he's like, had box rest last winter and his injury and rehab and that kind of thing like I have been jumping him since he's been back in action but it's been like something that I've taken very slow and steady we haven't really been doing like many like big big courses yet and that kind of thing so I was like okay it's it's time we need to get back like properly back into show jumping again and Joey oh my gosh yeah, you you can't take the jump out of a show jumper. He was so excited. It was like, I am back to my passion now. Um, so yeah, basically, there were quite a few times where I was cantering him around and he would just, like, just putting it out there. Regularly, he has his teeth done. Regularly, he sees not one, but two different physios. He also has his saddle checked regularly. He was recently checked by a vet when he had his vaccinations and that kind of thing. So the, um, he has his hooves done regularly by a farrier like so that it's, it definitely wasn't like a pain related response it was definitely behavioral um but he was just so excited he was squealing he was just yeah I, I was like riding a kangaroo I was like I was like I felt like I was in Texas in the radio a few times um but yeah there was one stage he put his back legs so high up in the air after a jump because um, he was so excited and launched himself, his tail went up and hit the back of my head on my helmet. And I was like, oh my goodness, Joseph, Wh- what is this? Anyway, by the end of the session, sorry, I've got loads of hiccups today. By the end of the session, he calmed down so much more and was really good. Like we did a clear round, nice relaxed course, but it honestly felt like I was having to learn how to ride a new horse because obviously when you have a horse that's really forward, really excited, is doing a lot of, well, I say a lot of bucking. He probably did like a big buck about three times, but you know when they just like speed up a little bit more and you feel like, oh, I feel like he's going to do it again. Like you have that anticipation. It's almost like, I don't know, you have like flashbacks. <laughs> but anyway, um, I kind of basically, I learned a lot in that lesson, that is for sure. But I also learned that um, when you're riding a horse that's really forward and you feel a little bit out of control, you still do have to have your leg on going into the fences. Because what would happen is like Joey would zoom off and I felt like he was going to do a bucking and I was like, okay, let's get the boy back. Like, let's go for a little bit more collected canter, slow it up a little bit kind of thing. Um, But also I still needed to have my leg on for those fences because he still needed that forward energy and that forward kind of thinking going into the jumps. So it was a little bit like, okay, slow, slow, slow. And then like three or four strides to the fence be like, okay legs on let's go like log onto the fence let's go but he had so much fun he was locking onto all the fences taking me to them it like when he was going nicely he felt incredible it was just at the beginning where I was like what have I got myself into Joey why are you being so wild but we got there at the end I stayed on no falling off um happened but yeah there we go that was so um yeah I I don't know if it's because we're going into autumn I feel like when the 
weather gets a little bit colder and a little bit windier and I feel like horses just have a little bit more spice in them a little bit more excitedness but um yeah so if you are a horse owner um just just beware we're going into winter we're going into the hard times we're going into the the speedy more spooky wild bucking times so yeah but there we go he like he felt like my instructor was like girl he is looking like good over those fences like he's giving you that airtime. he's got a proper spring on him like this horse can jump it's just making sure it's a little bit more controlled between the fences so i think i'm going to finish off today's podcast there i feel like we've had a real old like chat about everything really we've had ghost stories we've had um halloween dress up talking about that we've had um chatting about hoys we've talked about my scarier moments on a horse and yeah hopefully next um next week i will think of some horsey horror stories maybe i'll have to ask you guys on like a story or something like what are your horsey hairier stories so I, I could feel better about myself about some of the things that i'll be talking about next week but anyway really hope you enjoyed today's episode thank you so much again to red post for sponsoring the podcast be sure to check out the app or you can go to redpostquestion.co.uk but anyway thank you so much for listening and i'll see you all next time bye